today on 2C Fans. So we have Atlantic sea nettles, which are the very long jellyfish. They generally get about six to eight inches in diameter. Is that the most dangerous jelly on our coast or in this area? Um, they are one of the more irritable ones. Um, the upside down jellyfish, which is very common here, for me, I have the worst sting potential from them. Hello and welcome to 2C Fans at Moat Marine Laboratory. I'm Haley Rutger. And I'm the second C fan, Joe Nicholson. And we're here with Andrew Angelo from our aquarium. We're really excited because he's going to tell us about what? We're going to talk about jellyfish today. Awesome. Jelly. Peanut butter and jellyfish. Nope. Mm. That sounds bad. <laughs> that does sound bad. <laughs> so, Andrew, who is Andrew and where is Andrew from? So um, I am an aquarium biologist, too, here at Moat Marine Laboratory. I've been working here for five years. Um, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ooh, PA. And I've been living here in Florida for over 18 years now. So Wow. We're going to consider you honorary Floridian now. <laughs> did, right. did you go to school for this? For being an aquarium, what is it, biologist? Yes. Uh, so I went to school for my biology degree at the University of South Florida. Oh, cool. So, okay. Yep. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Did you go to school for anything to do with jellies? How did the jellies come in? So, actually, I went to school just for a regular biology degree. Yeah. Um, I happened to volunteer here at Moat my senior year of college um, in the Seahorse Conservation Lab. And oh. so I got my I got my name here with uh, with Sean Garner. Uh, and then I got a internship with the um, Aquaculture Park working with uh, snook larvae and... Uh, and uh, larval rearing, so... When do we get to the jellies? <laughs> yeah, right. And then, finally, I got hired on uh, as a temporary um, staff member mm -hmm. for uh, covering jellyfish, uh, cephalopods, and seahorses. Mm. Wow. And so... And I just so happened to love jellies that much more once I started working with them that uh, I was able to be the full-time dude for them. Full-time jelly man. Oh, yeah. Jelly dude. I want to know what, uh, well, what species of uh, jellies live here? What do they look like? So um, we have quite a few different species of uh, sea jellies here. Um, they're all intermittent throughout the whole season. So depending on the species, uh, we can find one during the winter, during the spring, during the summer, and yada, yada, yada. Um, right now we're seeing moon jellyfish, um, and those guys are pronounced by their four large rings that are in the center of their bells. They're a big white translucent thing? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Generally, generally a white translucent, they may have a pink hue to them mm -hmm. uh, out in the wild, and that's just because of the food that they're eating. And so they're constantly chowing down on krill, shrimp, um, copepods, fish babies. You know, there's a lot of different things that they will go after. But what kind of an animal is a jellyfish? Is it, yeah. it, it doesn't have a backbone. It has no brain, mm -hmm. um, no circulatory system, no circulatory system, no lungs. So, is it really an animal? It is an animal. So, um, they're they are able to uh, chow down on food. They they move around in the water column, um, and they do have a digestive system, uh, and they are able to reproduce. So, they are a living thing in in that regard, where they're able to continue on their species. Wait, they have a digestive system of sorts. Don't they take in food and put it out through the same place? Exactly. So <laughs> so they have yeah. a mouth anus. So, oh, <laughs> um, But the jellyfish are actually able to do quite a few different ways of 
food absorption. Oh. And so um, when their tentacles grab onto f- food items, they their nematocysts or their stinging cells actually will immobilize their prey. It releases a lot of enzymes in their mucus too. And so those enzymes are breaking down the food and then they will go three of different ways in order to get absorbed in. Mm-hmm. So those tentacles will get um put into the margins of their bells, which is the sides of the jellyfish, yeah. in which um, diffusion occurs where little doorways open up on the sides of the jellyfish and actually move into the jellyfish and go towards the center of their body cavity. Mm. The second way is they actually will um, have their tentacles grab onto the oral arms of the jellyfish, and those uh, oral arms will then absorb through diffusion as well mm. and bring it up to the center of their body cavity. And then, of course, the mouth, which the oral arms will lead larger pieces up to the center. So the mouth doesn't do all the work is what we're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Now, okay. now corals, corals sting as well. Yep. And so are they related to jellyfish? They are. They all are in the phylum Cnidaria, which means nidae bearers or stinging bearers. And so um, they are related, but um, the jellies have uh, the primary life cycle or life stage in their cycle is their medusa stage, which allows them to move around all over the place, where corals are uh, on the sediment and they're they're solitary. And so they will encrust out or branch out depending on the species, where jellies have a polyp stage, which is asexual, uh, the Medusa stage, and then all the stage, all the three other stages in between that state, those stages, and so the Medusa is their sexual stage. So that means that there's males and females, and then the f- uh, male will give its gametes away. The female will then make what's called planula larvae, which look like little frisbees with little hairs on them. Oh, cool! <laughs> and um, these are very similar to coral planula as well. So whenever you know it's that time of year, whenever corals spawn. They make these little capsules, and they look like little frisbees with hairs, and they float up and down in the water column until they eventually settle out and make what's called a polyp or a scyphostome. And so that's where the Latin name scyphos is, uh, means cup, and that's what jellyfish and corals look like, scyphos. So that's one, and then the polyp, uh, it goes through another stage where it produces more medusa the, stage? So the polyp is the asexual stage, so they'll yeah. actually do a couple different ways of uh, reproduction for that. So they'll do a stolen formation, which just means that their uh, foot extends out and makes a new polyp. They will also do what's called dactylization, which actually um, they they make little fingerlip polyps right below the stem of the jellyfish polyp, and they break off and then make new polyps. Mm. And then, of course, um, strobulation, which is the the biggie, because that's what happens whenever uh, temperature or salinity changes here in our local waters. It stresses out that pulp and then makes what's called the strobilla. Mm-hmm. And the strobilla, it looks like a big old pancake stack. Mm-hmm. And so it makes anywhere between 1 to 25 baby jellyfish called ephyra. And those guys pop off? Like crazy. Yeah. Like crazy. They pop off like crazy. <laughs> so the jellyfish uh, sex ed video is very complicated. Yes, it is. It is a little complicated. <laughs> And um, this, the fire are really cool because they look like uh, red snowflakes. So they are very cool looking. So Popping off red snowflakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, so well, the- that's a pretty awesome life cycle. Do we see, okay, do we see um, all those different stages with the ones you raise in the aquarium? Yeah. And, and are they all local? Um, most of the species are local. Um, some of them are non-native locals. So we have Australian spotted jellyfish and uh, up in uh, lagoon jellyfish, which are both invasive species from the Indo-Pacific. 
And um, we do see all life stages here in the aquarium. But since uh, the polyps, the planula, and the fire are very small, we generally don't um, showcase them. Um, except that our O Baby exhibits, we can uh, get a magnifying glass and we can actually look at the polyps and they fire a little bit better. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be like, hey, everyone, look at these specs. Yeah. You, they're, they're there, we <laughs> <Yeah>. promise. <laughs> There's the fuzzy red things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the hairy frisbees and the fuzzy red snow, the red snowflakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our O Baby exhibit's pretty cool. It, it shows a lot of interesting life cycles like that. It's a good reminder. You can still go to that. Um, so, like... Uh, you were talking about which jellies we see around here. You said the moon jelly. What else do we have? So we have the Australian spotted jellyfish and the lagoon jellyfish. Oh, I mean the ones in our natural Oh, the natural. Okay. Yeah, Florida. So we have Atlantic sea nettles, yeah. which are the very long jellyfish. They generally get about six to eight inches in diameter. Is that the most dangerous jelly on our coast or in this area? Um. They are one of the more irritable ones. Um, the upside-down jellyfish, which is very common here, for me, I have the worst sting potential from them. Oh, yeah? Um, so I will have a rash from them for three to five days ah. if I'm trotting around in the mangrove uh, tunnels. Uh, they like to hang out right at the mouths of those mangrove tunnels. Oh, um, so I, I am, I'm pretty uh, sensitive to their sting. But the nettles, it's a little bit less than a bee sting, and it only lasts about 45 minutes or so. Mm. I think mm-hmm. I may have gotten a nettle once when I was a kid. I was swimming um, with in the Anclote River, like right near where it meets the sea, and I ended up with um, some lines that were like welts. And I, I suspect mm-hmm. that it was a jelly, but I never really knew. Yeah, right, I and would it guarantee you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and a lot of a lot of the times, people get stung by jellies that they don't even see. Yeah. And a lot of times, that's actually from the jelly's planula or their uh, the little frisbees. Ah. And so they get between people's swimming trunks. And then they get irritated from all the agitation of being in the shorts and swimming trunks, and then they sting the, the heck ne- out of you. What do you call them? Nematocysts? Nematocysts, yep. They're okay. the harpoons that shoot out. Exactly. Gotcha, okay. So, like, is that um, what we call sea lice? So, sea lice, yep. Yeah, so, okay. and it could be a number of different species. So. Okay. Yep. So, when we say sea lice, that could mean a lot of things. Exactly. It just means we don't enjoy it, and it doesn't enjoy being in our bathing suit. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um... What, you ever had that, Joe? <laughs> yes, I've had stinging in my bathing suit before, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stop there. <laughs> um, I, uh, so what kind of animals will eat a jelly if, if they're so stingy? But I know some animals can eat them, so I don't know how does that work. <laughs> so the first example that we would always go to are sea turtles. Um, <laughs> sea turtles are, have a lot of scales right on their face. And they're all teeth on the inside, so they don't have a lot of feeling right there in their mouth area, and so the jellies aren't too spicy for them to eat. So, <laughs> and the biggest sea turtle in the world, its primary diet is jellies, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. the leatherback sea turtle um, it primarily eats on jellyfish. Jellies. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys heard of um, of humans eating jellies at any time, place? You'd have to eat a lot of jellies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And so that's another. Yeah. We're finding that, you know, jellies are taking over a lot of areas and people are actually utilizing those jellyfish as a, as a food source. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of Eastern cultures, um, they actually will um, cook down the jellyfish and make it into a cookie or a biscuit and have it with their tea or coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people eat it in their soup as well. Um, and it basically looks just like a, a wet noodle, essentially. Mm-hmm. So 
You and it tastes eat? like it tastes like salt water. So. Have you had one? You've, yeah, we, yeah. The one of the local restaurants here um, actually serves them on a regular basis. Oh, interesting. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it just it's not very flavorful. It's just part of whatever it's in. Right. Basically, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's kind of it seems to me more like a novelty at this point. But if we all all end up eating jellies, I guess I'll be okay right. with that. Right. And unfortunately, we have to eat a lot of it in order to get the same nutritional content as say like a piece of beef or a piece yeah. of chicken or whatnot. So that's what always confused me about the leather mm-hmm. back is how they can be so big on that that diet. On eating such yeah mm-hmm. a you know liquid kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what what would you say is the most surprising thing or or you know interesting thing you've found out about jellies since you started working with them? And I mean the animals, not the uh, people. The people. <laughs> um, so the jellies uh, are, I was surprised that all the lab-grown animals, the animals that were born here at Moat, they don't have the same uh, sting potential as uh, wild-caught ones. And so really? when we breed our um, Atlantic sea nettles here in the lab, yeah. it's like getting a little bit of hot pepper juice on your skin. That's it? It's mm. That's it. Whereas, like, the wild-caught ones is, like, in a bee yeah, sting. Yeah, you get a sting. Yeah, wow. you, get, you, you feel them immediately. So I'm, why, why is that, do you think? I, I think it has something to do with, um, now, this is just my personal opinion. I don't know for sure. No studies or no, anything have been done. Yeah, so, okay. but I think it has something to do with us giving them uh, three to five square meals a day. They don't have to make a... Uh, more poisonous harpoon a or bigger effort, effort to get food. Yeah. Exactly. So if really we, neat you know, hypothesis. Yeah, it's huh. interesting. And, and so if, yeah. by us just putting that little turkey baster in the water, they're just like, feed me. Well, yeah. <laughs> need. What is yeah. it? Need breeds necessity, or is it the other way around? Or I forget how that goes. Need uh, breeds necessity. Necessity is the mother. Well, of invention, invention. Or, yeah, or, so, so it, I would say necessity is the mother of effort. If this effort, theory is yes, true, that's right. it. Thank or you, Hales. Investing resources. <laughs> so that's a really interesting. I hope somebody studies that and checks out that question because I'd love to hear mm-hmm. the answer. And jellyfish are the are the king of um, no low energy organisms. Um, they use. So minim- that, that's not Joe. It's not the king. No, of I'm just kidding. Yeah, thanks a lot. No, just kidding. Who are you going to say? <laughs> but the jellies, um, they don't require a lot of oxygen, so um, they can pulse away and not have to expend all that energy on oxygen and for their metabolisms. Um, and so all of their energy is going towards making babies. And wow. so goes straight to those gonads and starts pumping out planula. I know some guys like that. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. No, neither was I just a minute ago, so that's fair. Okay. Okay. We each had our not nice moment. Well, jellies are uh, successful. You you got to give them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know you were mentioning something earlier before we actually started recording about how they uh, they can be like Benjamin Buttons. Some of them, right? Some of them, Some of Some them, of them. yeah. Can you can you explain that again? Yeah, of course. Explain to us what what he means by Benjamin Button. <laughs> so, so we um out we have found that there are a couple species uh, out in the wild that are in fact um, quote unquote immortal jellyfish, and so these jellyfish are able to revert back from their Medusa stage back to their um, polyp stage and back and vice versa, and so if conditions aren't right in their Medusa stage. Um, they can actually retract their t- their tentacles, uh, start growing their stem or stolen, and it, they can latch back onto a substrate and go into what's called a podocyte, which is basically just a foot a foot cyst, mm. 
and they can uh, lay dormant until conditions are good enough for them again, from which when they can actually start making baby jellyfish again. Well, I envy this. If I didn't like my life choices and I could just go back to being a child when I'm yeah, really like Yeah, you can go back into the womb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people can do that on a regular basis, though, you know? I mean, not yes. physically, of course. Physically. Uh, mentally. Yes. Mentally, yes. <laughs> but to have that sort of jelly safety net, well, that's pretty cool. It's it's What an interesting strategy. I don't have any guesses to how they could do that. But no. That's really interesting. So, like, um, I wanted to go back to to the stinging stuff because what you said about you know the species that live around here and our aquarium jellies and all that was neat and i just so they always do they always sting to get food is that what we know so they can sting to get food but they also absorb um just regular old chemicals that are in the water so like nitrates, phosphates, um, there's a number of other amino acids and proteins that are constantly in the water mm. that these guys are able to absorb. So they don't need a sting in order to absorb food. So they actually are have quite a few gateways underneath their body mm. in which they um, are able to take in those nutrients as mm. well. And because they have no brain, all this happens just by pure nerves firing for different reasons? Exactly. So they have what's called a nerve net. And um, so basically, no one part of the jellyfish controls the rest of the body. And so all of those nerves are, pre most of it is right around the margin of their bells. And so let's say a sea turtle takes a chunk out of uh, a moon jellyfish. Mm -hmm. The rest of that moon jellyfish is still able to function as long as that, jelly, as long as that sea turtle doesn't eat them. So It's pretty decentralized. Decentralized, exactly. Yeah. And there's They're the Borg. There's some researchers that actually were able to um, study what happens whenever trauma happens to a, a sea jelly like that. And they're actually able to grow back uh, that part. So the rest of that body doesn't re replicate that one piece, but the rest of the body compensates. And then they will form the rest of the bell. That way they can swim normally again. Wow. Now, they're wow. not as pretty as they once were before, but, you know, <laughs> kind of like how lizards lose their tails and they grow back and they're mm -hmm. not as pretty. So. Yeah. Ugly lizard tails. Ugly yeah. lizard tails, yes. Yeah. Now, if you get, <laughs> is there one best, you get stung by these things all the time, I'm assuming. Is there one best treatment or or, or form of medication or treatment that, you, that works best for the um, jellyfish stings? Well, don't pee on another person or yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was, that's, that's just a, a misnomer? <laughs> is a complete misnomer. Uh, so um, No more peeing on people. Yeah. And so, you sound disappointed. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so um, what we suggest, if, if you're out at the beach and you get stung by a jellyfish, go back in the water and just lightly brush off those uh, any tentacles that might be still on your body. That way you can brush that off, and also that salt water will help denature those proteins. <gasps> but um, if you're out of the water and you're, you're just in excruciating pain, um, using any type of light acid like vinegar mm -hmm. or vinegar-based products like mustard, mayonnaise, salad dressing, ketchup, all those work really well for um, denaturing the proteins or the nematocysts, and that way they won't trigger off in case you do still have tentacles on you. The proteins are, the venom is a protein, com or is protein-based. It's a Yeah, so yeah. it's a the uh, nidocyte, which is the, the actual capsule, mm -hmm. is a um, organelle, so it's made of, a bunch of different cells and that uh, will denature and become not uh, a stingy, stingy, uh, hateful thing. 
<laughs> stingy hateful things. I hate things. those stingy yeah. hateful things. And I gotta I put a shout out to the, uh, if you want more info on this kind of thing, the Florida Poison Control Center has some. There's this uh, number they give out, um, 1-800-222-1222. So, Can you give that number again? Hey? Yeah, one 800 1-222. And basically, that's a place you can call for more information about things like that, including things like uh, venom and uh, poison situations. So mm -hmm. you can check out their website, too. It's pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah. Always, always pack a picnic when you go to the beach. <laughs> and a cooler. Yep. And lifeguards generally do have vinegar at their lifeguard stations. Um, isopropyl alcohol also works, so if Beer, you don't have vinegar. not good. Honest thing. Uh, you know, it might help t if you consume it, make you feel better. Okay. But um, <laughs> not for folks not for under 21. It, yeah, not okay. for people under 21 either. Yeah, yeah sorry. That, that remedy is not available to you youngsters. So no peeing and no beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to disappoint a few people, Joe. Yep. Well, um... <laughs> I was going to ask you, oh, you know, I, I didn't think of this till now, but I wanted to ask the difference between uh, regular old sea jellies and comb jellies. They're not the same thing. If I, mm -hmm. When I was a kid, um, I knew some kids who would throw, Last week. who would pick up comb jellies and toss them at me because they thought that was funny. I didn't get stung. Why didn't I get stung by a comb jelly? you have scales. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sea turtle. Yeah. <laughs> so comb jellies um, are actually not related to jellyfish at all. Um, they're part of the group called Tenophora or Tenophores. Oh. And so that just means comb bearers. Yeah, and this is where the joke comes in. What's a comb jelly's favorite time of day? Uh, uh. I don't know. 1004. Uh, oh, that's pretty smart. We like that. We like smart jokes. Yeah. I think that's a good joke. So, Tina 4. I Tina remember four. the word teen having something to do with it. It's, mm -hmm. That's the comb word. The comb word, yep. Yes. And so, those teens or combs are actually fused cilia that look like a little paddle and they flap back and forth. And they have eight rows of these with thousands okay. of them. And those little paddles are able to grab onto food. They're really sticky, have a little bit of mucus on them. So, the copepods, fish larvae, fish eggs that they're chowing down on get stuck to those comb rows, and then the jelly leads those food items into the center of their body cavity, kind of like a conveyor belt, mm -hmm. um, except it's not a positive conveyor belt. It's just a negative <laughs> uh -huh. death machine. Death so. machine conveyor belt. Those <laughs> little <laughs> particles, yeah. So comb jellies uh, don't sting their prey at all. They just... Um, grab on with those combs and those mucuses. They stick it and they sweep it in. Mm -hmm. Yep, and they, they, fl they don't fluoresce, but they... So they do what's called refraction. Ref so. They refract the light, so it looks like they're all sparkly mm -hmm. and lit sparkly. up. No, <laughs> sparkly. No, but they look a little rainbowy or something. Right, and yeah. so, so what happens is actually that um, they will do the same uh, phenomena that a, the raindrops when, in a rainbow would do. Yeah. And so whenever the light hits in such a way, it makes a prismatic... Exp um, prismatic effect and hits makes that white light hit them and it just shows off all those colors of the rainbow yeah. and so that's a really great um accidental great thing for these comb jellies because a lot of the animals that they're going after are phototaxic which means they get attracted to the light <laughs> so don't yeah. ever follow the yeah. rainbow you'll end yeah. up on that conveyor belt yeah. of uh, death combs my boss my <laughs> my boss uh, someone's going to be making fun of me about all the big words that i'm using today so oh. well and it's great because you know when somebody's you know passing you can say 
be phototactic. <laughs> well, I am a little phototactic. I Go mean, to I, the light. I like light. I like sunlight. I'm always cold. So I, I consider myself to be practicing <laughs> phototaxis most days. Lizard-like, hence yes. the scales. And <laughs> come jelly, do not sting, Haley. Joe is making me sound horrible. No. <laughs> I don't know why. You can see what Haley looks like. You, on the picture. Okay. She, you know, she's not a lizard. I don't look like a cone jelly or a lizard or no. whatever. Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> just has those tendencies. Uh, just, I just have tendencies, yeah. So, uh, uh, wait, before I go on, do you have any more questions, Joe? Because I've got one last question. Oh, I've got one. What is your favorite, cut? I mean, jellyfish? <laughs> Blue. I mean green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite jellyfish um, probably is the Australian spotted jellyfish. Mm. Um, Why is that? Man, they have these really cool polka dots, white polka dots all along their bells. And once they get old enough, they actually start turning into this really beautiful neon blue. Mm. And um, they just have lots of energy. They pulse all over the tank, and they are pretty strong swimmers, so they just bounce all over the place and they were just they're just fun to watch which which you know i'm going off topic here a little bit um you said australia and isn't there a really really like deadly uh jellyfish in australia yeah yeah so um that's called the irganges jellyfish it kills people and it can kill people within 10 minutes even sooner for some other people is it different from a box jellyfish or is that a common name so box jellyfish um it is a type of box jellyfish okay so there are quite a few different box jellyfish species Mm. um we do have a couple species that are native here but they don't kill us they don't kill us um the the most common no death the most common one we have here is the mangrove jelly and it actually doesn't sting at all for us we Mm. don't feel their sting at all Mm. um but the irigangis um they have such a potent venom that um people need to seek medical attention right away because all of their their whole nervous system just goes into shock and they cannot like cannot function, so they yeah. need to seek medical attention right away. And uh, in Australia, they actually um, will put really small mesh nets around certain parts of the beach. That way, people can actually enjoy the beach in Australia without ha- having to worry about getting stung by jellies. So before we finish up, I was just going to ask you if there's any um, news uh, either from from you and what you're doing or out in the world of jellies that uh, we should know about. <laughs> Jelly news. So, so some really cool things uh, that researchers have been doing and been using from jellyfish um, is uh, some uh, gene research with a GFP or the green fluorescing protein. Oh, yeah. So there is a um, crystal jelly. Uh, Aquaria Victoria that has can make its own fluorescence, green fluorescence, and um, a Japanese uh, researcher was actually able to isolate that gene and then add it to other genes. That way, they can study uh, cancer, um, HIV, and how it spreads to different systems, and also gl- making cats glow in the dark. <laughs> wow! I so, love it. <laughs> yeah. So no. it is a it. So there's some really cool research going on, and that guy is actually a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner. So for for science, it. so like yeah, fluorescent markers, ago. yeah. Yeah, it's really really cool uh, thing that they are doing with that. Let's, you always let's wonder. turn Victor into a glowing cat. My my parents' cat Victor. Yes. Aww. Let's turn Victor. <laughs> He's already nutty enough. Okay. Leave him alone. Well, Victor's progeny would be the ones that would have to oh, I see. have to have it. Victor wouldn't be able to turn into 
glow in the dark. I don't so. think Victor's going to be breeding anytime soon. He is uh, neutered. <laughs> Fix kitty. <laughs> poor Victor. He doesn't even know. Oh, poor Victor. Doesn't know we're making fun. Yeah. That's really cool, though. You always wonder where they get fluorescent mm-hmm. sort of markers for research, and mm-hmm. now we know one place that that kind of thing comes from. Very jellies. cool. Jellies yeah. all over the world. Mm-hmm. Jellies are pretty cool. I I never expected to learn so much. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem. Yeah, Thanks it's for been having r- me. really nice having you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And like all good things, this too must come to an end. All good things except for, I guess, the immortal jellies. The immortal jellies keep going on and they, on. They go on, but we come to an end. But we come to an end. All right. Well. <laughs> so what do you say there, Hales? I guess we'll see you all in uh, two weeks for another episode of 2C Fans at Moat.